Welcome to the Degenerates Clubhouse, a place for less than distinguished gentlemen to discuss nonsense and fuck all tomfoolery. With your hosts Aaron and Armando. Honestly, who's going to listen to this? What a couple of stupid fucking cunts. Booyah. Welcome to episode... <laughs> hey, fuck you. That was my dramatic, scary Halloween voice. Welcome to episode 56 of the Degenerates Clubhouse, which is brought to you by Spirit Halloween, haunting the buildings that Jeff Bezos killed. Jeff Bezos murdered Sears, Spirit Halloween. Jeff Bezos murdered Barnes & Noble, Spirit Halloween. Jeff Bezos murdered Toys R Us. That one really hurts. Kids growing up are not going to know the joy of going to Toys R Us because there's a serial killer on the loose, Jeff Bezos, and Spirit Halloween comes in and haunts the ghosts of these buildings, and that's where we got our shitty costumes from. Brought to you by Spirit Halloween, episode 56. Hey, if a, a girl wanted to have her first date with you at Spirit Halloween, would that be a deal breaker? No, that'd be kind of cool. Hell no, that'd be fun. Be awesome. You'd be like, you're the best ever, brought to you by Spirit Halloween. They're not actually sponsoring us. We just want them to. Yeah, yeah. So let's do deal breakers. Yeah, why not? Uh, Yeah. Am I going first or are you going first? As previously discussed, you are going first. Okay, yeah. Okay. She claims to know how to perform Reiki. You know what Reiki is? I do. Okay. Uh, Of all the sort of holistic manual treatments... That is one where I'm like, yeah, that's not a real thing. Sorry. Like acupuncture, there is real clear clinical medical evidence that it helps. Reiki isn't real. But here's the thing. Does she, does she want to perform it on me? Or she, she just says she can? She says she can and she likes to perform. Yeah, she wants to perform it on you. Okay. So here's the thing. Is she? Uh, I'm going to say no. Okay. Because if a girl was Christian and believed in God, I also wouldn't make that a deal breaker. Like, that's her personal belief. That's fine. As long as uh, she doesn't really push it in a way that's going to majorly affect my life, that's cool. So, like, sure, let her let her perform Reiki. You know, maybe maybe in my mind I'm not really accepting, uh, accepting of it, but if somehow that makes her feel good, she feels like our bond's closer because she's, like, healing me with spirit energy and whatnot, cool. Did uh, did you know you can actually you you have to get certified to be a uh-huh. Reiki? <laughs> I there was a there was a a girl there's a girl that uh, an acquaintance you have to of go my... to a seminary school to become what is it a pastor? Yeah. So there's a whole whole thing. Yeah, there's all kinds of credentials out there. There's an acquaintance of mine. We're like uh, Facebook and Instagram buddies. She's a nice gal. She she's a lot of fun, but she says she can perform Reiki. Okay. I thought that was kind of odd. I was like, oh, I wanted to learn about it. Like, I asked a shitload of questions, um, but I think I got too high to like <laughs> to like follow through with like more like thoughtful, intelligent questions. It was just like more like, uh. Oh, I think if you had been really high, that's the only way to properly understand Reiki. Probably. All right, you're up, Chief. Okay. Uh, wait, hold on. I have to take my glove off. Because I, oh, you can't unlock it. With I it. can't unlock it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went full committal. By the way, for audio listeners, uh, Armando decided that this would be a good idea to wear costumes, uh-huh. which is perfect for an audio format. But we have the video now, so if, if you want, <laughs> want to see our just top-notch grade A Spirit Halloween costumes, you can check that out on YouTube. But yeah, I have I have uh, 
black gloves on. I'm I'm attempting to dress up as Wesley, aka the Man in Black from the Princess Bride. Armando, we didn't even coordinate this, but he went as a pirate. So I'm like, fuck it, you're the Dread Pirate Robert. So we no. actually we synced it up. Dread Pirate Roberto. Arr! Oh, by the way, he and he's also been doing R for like the last half hour nonstop. Yeah, I'm trying to come up with other funny ways to use it, but I, I can't. I'm not creative. Quote unquote funny. Um, she insists you dress up as cats from the musical movie. It has to be the movie, not the Broadway show. Cats for Halloween. You have to go as a tandem costume, dressed up, full makeup, everything. Yeah, because those fuckers like have prosthetics to make their face look more like cats, right? In the in the movie, uh huh. And they they had like weird sort of like junk areas too. I <laughs> I tried not to look. I didn't really watch the movie. I saw a trailer, and it it was a little bit horrifying. I mean, probably that is one of the top ten scariest movies of all time, the movie mm. Cats. Mm. So, I mean, in one way, if you look at it, it's actually very Halloween appropriate. But I would have reservations. What about you? Is didn't they didn't they make it and then they, they thought it was so bad they had to redo it? Isn't that the story behind the movie cats? Could have been. Yeah, no. I wouldn't no. Uh-uh. Sorry. I think it'd be I th- I think I draw the line at like she can dress like a like catwoman, but like once it becomes like prosthetics and she it forces me to do it. Where where's the line on tandem costumes? Like what tandem costume would be kind of embarrassing, but you'd still accept it? Like just about any tandem costume is embarrassing, but I would accept it if it was if it looked cool. Like, like I was. Oh the- no, 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 it doesn't look cool. There's one like where's the line of one that doesn't look cool is kind of dumb, but you'd still do it. I don't know. Throw some out there. I don't know. Like I like if like if I was like a hot dog. Oompa Loompas was- from uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Mm, no, not nope. Won't do it. I'd do that if if, if a girl's like really into it. I'd be like fine. Fucking! I will dress up as a giant Oompa Loompa. I'm down. You wouldn't do that one? No. Um, How about Batman and Robin or, or, or uh, Batman and like uh, Catwoman or some shit? Okay, but Batman and Robin, but she's Batman and you're Robin. <laughs> I'd do it. That'd be fucking cool. I would, that would be hilarious. Um, but it, you know what? I don't know if I'd be okay with like the, the 1980s Robin where he has like the short shorts. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. Like he's the, like, like wearing the, like like a speedo. Speedos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that. That was just always a little bit uncomfortable. I don't really know what the creators of Batman were going I'd for. I do it, but I have no ass. So sucks to be her. Uh, her date. Next question. Next question. She's got over twenty piercings in and around just her head. Deal breaker. Yeah. Like if she's <laughs> if she's got like multiple well, i mean the ear ones are fine like you can, i've seen girls that have like five or six ones in their ear and yep. that's okay but when they do like multiple eyebrows and tongue like too like too many of them it's kind of like oh shit sorry you're not not for me i i uh don't want to what was that movie hellraiser yeah, yeah, yeah. i don't want to date the the monster from hellraiser no thank you i mean and that's when i like i'll be honest uh i find excessive piercings and excessive tattoos uh, just less attractive, and there's there's a point where it's like, okay, whatever. That's just how the person's expressing themselves. That's cool. You said over twenty just on the face. I'm yep. like, no, just in her head and her face. Yep. I mean, I you know what? I guess some girls will have like ten in each ear. That'd be a little crazy, but that'd be all right. But if it's like nose and lip and face, and no, I, I I'm sorry. That's that's cool that you want to express yourself like that. Kind of freaks me out. Deal breaker. Okay. Um. 
she has a blood fetish and wants to make tiny cuts on you and lick it off. <laughs> Just like really small. Um, it gets her super turned on though. Uh, she has a... Like how? What kind of cuts though? Like just like a little like pinprick, and then she's into that and like licking. She's, she's like Mondo. It's just a little prick. You won't even feel it. Just let it happen. That'd be kind of cool to try a couple times. Like if she was hot, like for sure, uh-huh. I would. That's kind of like hot crazy spectrum. Like you know, she'd have to be equally as hot to match the crazy kind of. Okay. So maybe for a little bit, for a while. And then what what, do you, what happens if you find out you like it? You're like, well, if I fucking like it, then I stick around for it, I guess. I just got to make sure. You're asking her to do it. You're like, come on, prick me. More pricks. <laughs> hey, prick me. Hell. Like, there's some people that are into that shit, dude. It's pretty, I don't know. Sounds it's, like you might be one of them. Okay. We were learning new things about Armando no. every day. Nope. Okay. She grew up in a cult. Like a legit, like a legitimate cult, like where she. You, you mean know, like Catholicism? Well, okay, come on. Where, where she, she, uh, she, like, uh, <laughs> where, where you're, gonna, you're gonna eat, eat the, the body and drink the blood of a dead person, and that's gonna somehow save you from hell. Is that that kind of cult? Sure, I guess, but like, like a legitimate where like they worship goats or some shit like that. And she oh, like, you mean you mean it's cult that doesn't have tax exempt status? Yes, like, sure. Like an under the radar cult. Uh huh. Okay. Uh, is she still in the cult? No, no, no. She grew up out of it. Like, she grew up in it. She didn't know know any better. Right. She was raising it, and then she was like, oh, this shit ain't for me, and she just like, okay. left the cult. But, like, what weird shit does she have left over? So, she's got a, a, she's got some some weird quirks to her that you're like... Like what? She still drinks... Like, she has to... Like, mil- like all her milk that she drinks, she has to milk the animal herself, and she eats it, drinks it raw. Oh, like got it. So, this this was like a very goat, goat slash dairy-based cult. Yeah. That was their big thing. <laughs> yeah. So, she want, does she want to keep a goat? Yeah. So, like, we have to have a goat. So, we have to have a property where we can keep a goat. Uh-huh. And she she loves goat milk, but it's got to be, like, the raw goat milk, like, not the, like, the... Just past- straight from the tap. Straight that, from the tap. Is that part of it? She doesn't... <laughs> she gets she's the not even collecting it. Or- she just has to... Yep. <laughs> Uh, and that's it though. It's just, it's just purely dairy related things that are, are sort of the leftovers the, from the cult. The more, the more extreme stuff she left behind, the more like where, where, you know, they have sex with goats. Dude, and that kind I've of- always, you know what? I even said at our house, we should just get a goat and then we wouldn't have to pay someone to mow the lawn. Right. Yeah. And then I felt like our dog would have like a, a sort of a companion that he could herd. Perfect. I'm down. So let's just, you know what? I'm, I'm not drinking dairy right now. Mm-hmm. So I'd ha- I would have to pass, but I support her in her, uh, her her strange dairy habits. Let's go. All right, you're up. She believes her grandma's ghost is haunting her apartment and will only have sex inside a blanket fort. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Um, so uh, she's like pretty normal. Besides that, but if you want to have sex, you have to build a blanket fort. But she also believes that she's her. She's haunted by her. Yeah. Do you remember the Sixth Sense? Uh huh. Where like when he was scared, he would go in his little blanket fort. Uh huh. It's like that. But it's not because she's scared of the ghost. She just doesn't want her grandma to see her doing the nasty. I I, I don't know. I I'd like to believe that ghosts and the supernatural shit is. It's like fun to think that that's real. But because I I don't think it is. If she if she thinks ghosts are real, like I'd probably be like, okay, you're a little too nuts for me. Like just a little bit. I'd pass. I wouldn't. Okay, if she didn't, <laughs> she didn't think that her ghosts were haunting the the mortal realm and uh, 
any of that, but she just really liked having sex in blanket forts. Oh, I'm all for it. I like blanket forts. They're fun. Okay, so, <laughs> so, so the, the deal breaker part of it for you was not the blanket fort aspect. It was the ghost aspect. Arr! <laughs> Classic Armando Zinger right there. Amazing. All right. All right. How about this one, fella? She mm-hmm. claims to have been possessed by a demon. Okay. And then is she still possessed by it? She supposedly got it exercised, but every now and again, she like you catch her talking to herself. Uh, <laughs> that see, this this, this was uh, sort of a slippery slope sort of thing. I mean, I talk to myself constantly, so I'm definitely not gonna say someone talking to himself is a deal breaker. But she doesn't think she's possessed. Ah, you know what? I, I I would proceed forward. That's that's fine. That's not a deal breaker. <laughs> See where this goes. I actually, it's funny. My my last question was similar with with a little bit different of a twist. When it's her time of the month, she thinks she's being possessed by the devil and demands you perform an exorcism on her. So you're gonna have to perform an exorcism, hopefully once a month. If you don't have to perform an exorcism in three months, Mondo, you gotta you gotta. <laughs> So prepare for for uh, maybe maybe uh, a different sort of exorcism, like the exorcism, like in the movies, like where you gotta get the cross and read the Bible and all that. The whole thing, yeah. Oh, Holy shit. water. Uh, no. Uh, uh-uh. nope. Too a little too, a little too weird for me. Uh, no, nope. So remind me, did you grow up Catholic? We were yeah raised Catholic, and then like you know at some point in junior high high school, we just stopped going to church altogether. But yeah. So where where does your belief system fall in the sort of spiritual religious realm at I, this uh, point? I I I studied theology. I was a, a theology minor in in Whittier College, and oh, so wow. I kind of with with Randall Reed. I had a class with him. I didn't, I had classes with him and Price and Yoakum and all kinds of. I liked Randall Reed. Amifers. So no, I think I think I respect uh, and appreciate all. Uh, worldviews and beliefs, uh-huh. but I'm I, asking about yours personal one. Though. I I don't follow any. I think I think there's a little the truth in all of them. I guess, but like so, like what is your what is your belief on the the higher power spiritual world? There's some, you want to call it. There's something. There's something, but I don't think any single religion has it nailed down. I think they're all partially or at least in part wrong about a lot of things. Like. It's nice. It's nice to think that we uh, we we. So so you're saying that mankind, when we didn't even understand like the most basic science principles, didn't unravel the mysteries of the universe in one book? No, no. <laughs> Fucking crazy. Well, <laughs> uh, the the other part too, which is funny, is like when pe- people who are like, "Oh, science is the the way." It's like we don't also we we still don't know fucking shit. Like. You know, a hundred years from now, people will look back and be like, "Those fucking idiots in 2021, like when there was this like basic virus and they were all dying, like those dumb fucks, like they didn't, they knew nothing." So that's kind of how science works. It's it's just a very slow sort of peeling of the onion. Like we're just scratching the surface. We don't know what's going on in any way, shape, or form. That's what I think too. I'm I'm on board with you. That's what I'm trying to say, Armando. Okay, my turn. She. Uh- she has surgically enhanced teeth, uh-huh. like she had her whatever. Oh, she's got fangs. She's got fangs, uh-huh. and she likes to bite and and suck the blood. It, but it's just like a, it's she doesn't think she's a vampire, but she has like she likes to do that shit. So, so she also she's got the blood fetish, but instead of 
Instead of like the, the little little pinprick, she, she wants to actually. No, man, fangs are gonna leave. That's like more than than just a mark. There's gonna be like scars and yeah, like big cuts constantly. Mm-hmm. No, fuck <laughs> off. Like, see, see, my mine was like just harmless enough where I think you could consider it. But if there's like two big puncture wounds in my body frequently because she wants to suck blood, like that. No, we're not. We're not playing that game. <laughs> Yeah, there are people out there that do that shit. It's like, uh, okay, good for you. You're up, I believe, unless you unless that was it. As we previously agreed, I had four, you oh, had yeah, five, yeah, and yeah, you yeah. were going to end. Yeah, Arr, you're right. <laughs> you're right to me, matey. Uh, next uh, segment, we're going to go to the wonderful world of Reddit. Uh, Aaron, Reddit question number one. I'm going to have to get really close to the screen because I'm not wearing my glasses. Um, <clears throat> what movie would be a red flag if somebody said it was their favorite? Good question, Armando. Um, and th- this was actually a, a real life uh, scenario. This actually happened to me. I don't. And I do not believe she said it was her favorite movie, but she said she really loved the animated Jack and the Beanstalk movie, and she'd seen it multiple times and wanted me to watch it with her. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, like cool. Like this is a movie you really like. Apparently, I will. I will watch it. And it was. A children's movie, uh-huh. and it also wasn't good. Uh-huh. <laughs> like there's not like some of the Pixar movies are incredible. Like if, um, shoot, what was the one where it was sort of dealt with like mental health, and it was like all this kids' emotions, and it was really one of the best. Sort Inside of, Out. Inside Out, exactly. Like that movie is incredible. If she said that was her favorite movie or up or really in, in a lot of the Pixar movies, I'd be like, I'm on board. I get it. But Jack and the Beanstalk was just sort of a middling i mean the animation wasn't even that good <laughs> i'm mm-hmm. like watching this like oh no what the fuck uh because i i was aware that i was a little bit smarter than her Ooh. and at that point i was like i she's enamored with a poorly made children's movie oh this might be a problem <sighs> what if it like had like what if it had uh um like uh childhood like there's a fondness from her childhood. And that's why she, it's her favorite movie. So, so there's a couple things with that. One, if if it had been from her childhood, I could see that. You know, if it was like like Disney's like uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, like the animated one, where it's still a kids movie, but like it's beautiful animation, or whatever. But the, the, this Jack and the Beanstalk was CGI. It wasn't from when she was a kid. Oh. And and the other, the other part, this would be another red flag. She did tell me, I think like the second time we went out, she's like, um, just so you know, if you make any references about pop culture, anything kind of from before, like the mid to late 90s, I won't get them. And I was like, oh, why is that? She's like, I was homeschooled and wasn't allowed oh. to watch television or anything like yeah, that. that so I just don't know anything from really before like 1998. She's a little weird already. That's why she likes that movie. She was super weird, but she also wasn't like for all I know, that was the first movie she got to watch. That would have made sense, uh-huh. but uh, she yeah, she was we- weird, but she also wasn't that smart. And I was like, oh, that's these two things in tandem. That's that's kind of a red flag. Uh, my answer for it is Requiem for a Dream. Have you ever seen that movie? I have. I can't remember if I saw the whole it's, thing or not. It's an intense, intense movie about like. Drug drugs use, use addiction and, and, and all kinds of uh, psychiatric and it's just a it's kind of a going down uh morally corrupt pathways that are gonna yeah, lead it's, you to it's all, despair. It's all fucked and depression. Up. It is very depressing and what like it's like a roller coaster, but it's like two girls, one dildo. Yeah. You I like I watched it and like 
like afterwards i just felt gross like i felt like ugh. like i felt despair it was weird it was it was not a happy <laughs> it was not a happy movie i thought the uh yeah so i think if 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 they're into that movie it's it's although it's a great movie it's just not it says that the, it, it tells a story of how maybe fucked up they they might be i guess i don't know i thought the uh Train spawning would be another one where I'd be like, Ugh. I actually like that one, but it was it's not my favorite. You that's know? what I'm saying. Like, that's that's a movie where you watch it once and you're like, okay, that was a fucking experience. Like, oh, I get it. Yeah. But if if they're like, yeah, I watch Train Spotting once every month. It's my favorite movie. You're like, what? Yeah. I thought I thought that Requiem for a Dream was was uh, it's unrated, but I thought it was rated R. He's, he, uh, guys, he's so, so anyone listening, he's so proud of himself right now. Yep. Like, there's this, this is the biggest smile I've ever seen Armando have. He's like, I did it. I finally, I got the pirate joke. All right. Some of the answers on Reddit. By the way, Armando, your pirate jokes are like, uh, sort of like a pirate with a, um, like, what, what, what's what's the big steering wheel called on a on a, a pirate ship? Um, I guess just the wheel, right? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like it's kind of like that. Like, if a pirate had his dick stuck to it. Uh-huh. That's what your jokes are like. Because they're driving me nuts. Uh, I know. <laughs> oh no. Uh, oh, but j- just just to uh the the main actress in them in Requiem for Dream was Jennifer Conley, right? If they said there was a movie, I'm trying to remember what it was called. She made a movie like when she was real young that was deeply strange and there were puppets and it was sort of like from like the Jim Henson lab. Do you remember what that was called? If she said that was her favorite movie, I'd be like, okay, that's cool. I get it. Um, I can take a couple guesses. It's, I don't know if she was actually in these, but was it, it's either Legend? No, no, no. Or the one... Uh, David Bowie was in it? Yeah, he was like yeah, the yeah. villain? It was crazy. The Listeners, come on. Just just type in chat. The Crystal... The la- sounds, Labyrinth. Labyrinth. Labyrinth is yeah, what it was yeah, called. Yeah. yeah. I, I, that mo- I, I liked that movie when I was a kid. I, don't, I couldn't say I like it now, but... Right, but that's what you'd said earlier. Like, well, what if it was a nostalgic movie? Yeah. And that's why there's your favorite. Like, if someone was like, yeah, I just love Labyrinth. I'm like, okay, I get it. All right. Um, some of the answers on Reddit, uh, user MayoBot or MayoCoot, I can't read, my glasses are off, says the emoji movie. I might be misinterpreting the question, but you get what I mean. The emoji movie? Yeah. Somebody in Hollywood was like, you know what? What if we make a movie where it's like, characters but they're emojis and the other person in the meeting was like well maybe we should think this through and like come up with a, a script or a plot and the, the, the first person's like nah we'll just make an emoji movie and that's what uh-huh. they did they're like we don't fucking need any of this to make sense nope. it's just emojis and they're, they're in a movie it's and, a cartoon and, and little they'll just kids. Yeah. cgi it and, it'll, and that's pretty much what happened uh user fly underscore guy underscore ellie writes the last airbender live action and then no, fuck that. Someone someone responded with like a fucking monologue. I'm not going to read it, but someone was really angry. It says, "Uh-huh. People I am a, hate that movie. I am offended that movie exists. I used to hang out and smoke weed with my roommate and their friends. Blah 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 blah." They basically just rip like they just agree with a- the guy. Have you ever watched the animated Last Airbender? I, I I think I saw the movie, but no, I've not seen the animated ones. So, this is my understanding. I've seen I've seen Parts of the animated show. That's definitely, it is definitely a kid's uh, show. 
the the animated the last airbender people really love that show because it has apparently one of the greatest redemption arcs in like all of sort of literature and history there's there's one of the principal villains comes on this great redemption arc and then there his his uncle which is instrumental in his redemption is just one of like the most beloved characters for many people he's just also initially an antagonist but you kind of understand that he's just very kind and wise and he likes tea a lot and people loved that show and apparently the movie just shit all over it and got none of the charm and whimsy and there is a whole community of avatar people out there who avatar buys that movie to the core (laughs) Uh, all right. User uh, user Pango Rango sixty four writes cats. Eight? As a cat person, it just makes me want to pull out the Clorox. Dude, a lot of Broadway musicals are just fucked up. Like, did you ever see Rent? No, no. I know people love Rent. I'm gonna say Rent was probably a lot better than Cats because, from what I understand, there is no plot or really anything that makes sense in Cats, the movie or the musical, but. Uh, Connor Nelson, remember him? Uh-huh. Uh, he came to visit and we, we were in New York and sort of similarly to, to your trip, my dad tried to hook us up with, uh, like theater tickets. Uh-huh. Just, Cause we remember he was a huge theater guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he ran a, a local uh-huh. community playhouse in Garden Grove, like when he, from when he was like 17. And so my, my dad said, oh, the rent is playing, uh, and we and we both disliked it so much that we literally we walked out. Really, we're like, fuck this! Wow, it was uh, the musical numbers were not the worst, but it was like, if I recall, it was sort of the story of this sort of spunky transvestite with AIDS who Everybody shows the world has. how to AIDS, 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 AIDS. Well, yeah, and that's exactly that's what they were making fun of, and you know, nothing against transvestites or AIDS, but it was sort of like so heavy handed in the message they were trying to deliver where we were just like, all right, peace out. So we did walk out of rent. The, uh, the last answer that I'm going to read on Reddit user, Jack Bob 99 writes human centipede. You have to, if human centipede was somebody's favorite movie, that tells you how fucking disturbed that person might be. They're I've like, never seen it. They're like, well, what do you mean? Y'all that was what me and my family watched on Christmas day. That's our tradition. H- have you seen it? No. Yeah, I, I haven't seen Why? it. I know there's like three or four of them, but it's like, I know the, I mean, I've heard the premise and I'm like, I I don't want to see that. I don't want to. What do you, what do you mean, Armando? Like you just get up on Christmas day and you, you open presents and you eat the ginger snap cookies. Is ginger snaps cookies a thing? I don't know. Apparently in this, this family it is. And then you, you watch human centipede. It's your family doesn't do that. <laughs> like, no. What the fuck? Gross. Uh, Reddit question number two. Mm-hmm. What's a toxic behavior that considered socially acceptable? Yeah, the, well, the one that came to mind is uh, like working ridiculous hours and then and sort of judging and making snide comments about people who don't. Because I, I I think the way we approach work in our country is just kind of dumb mm-hmm. to begin with. Like you know, people are like, I worked eighty hours this week, but it's like, did you did you actually have to? Were you productive for all eighty hours? I submit that you were not because I don't think it's possible. I think there's diminishing returns after a certain point. And, but there is definitely a culture where like people are judges like, well, I, you know, I was in the office from, you know, 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. I'm like that. Why? Like, go have a life. Yeah. Go be productive. Maybe if you're getting enough sleep and you have a fulfilling life outside of the workplace, then 
you're not going to be a complete cunt when you're in the office and people can be more productive and actually get along and function better. I swear to God, I feel like so many of these sort of inter-office squabbles happen because people just don't have enough sleep and they've been there too much. Yeah. That's what I feel. I feel like that is toxic behavior. <laughs> get some sleep. Go get a life. I think just in general, just trolling, like online trolling, like <laughs> like I don't know that I do it. I'm, I'm, I'd be lying if I said I've never done it. But I mean, there's a lot of times where people just get online and they just feel like they they mm. that it's necessary for them to give their every opinion on everything and talk shit and just be negative and and then you know. Like it's, it happens that like a lot of MMA fighters where people talk shit to them like online and then like yeah if you meet them in person you're not gonna say what you're saying to me like you're not gonna run your mouth the way you are and 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 it ha- also has a bad consequences especially like for kids like for minors I think we talked about this before how like some kids get bullied online and then you know you have had have had kids like commit suicide or like go into depression or just feel shitty about themselves because they're being harassed or bullied online and. I just think it's, uh, you know, people can be very toxic and and, and fake online, and and, uh, it's not good. There was a monologue about that in Bo Burnham's special Inside, where it's funny. There's parts where he, inside, there's like musical numbers. There's uh, a section where he's pretending to be a Twitch streamer, playing himself as a video game. Anyhow, but when he cuts to monologues, it's usually shot like it's a stand-up special, and then he very intentionally isn't making jokes, which he's, he's playing with form and function. But yeah, there's one part he's like, he's like, is it necessary? Is it necessary for everyone to give every opinion all the time, constantly? Can anyone shut the fuck up about anything for an hour? And it's like, he's asking them, like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if people can. I agree with you, Mondo. The only time I troll is I like to, and it's, I'm very specific, I like to troll trolls. People who are trolling, I will troll them back only on MMA-related posts on Instagram. That's sort of where I've confined myself to. Um, I'm like De- I'm like the Dexter of trolls, is what I'm saying. I, you know, he was a serial killer who only killed other ser- serial killers. I will only counter troll. <laughs> counter troll. That's funny. Uh, user assignment open six one one two writes: Trying to make people drink or smoke more when they have firmly declined the offer. Like, Come on, pussy. Come yeah. on. You're going to quit now, you little bitch? That ah. that definitely happened happened to us. And we pro- I, I admittedly have probably done the bullying too, like in college, like especially with like the younger. Like when I, you know, as a junior, senior, I, you feel like you're the older one that you have to set the example, but you're not really setting a good example. You're like, Come on, pussy, chug beer with me. And, and I probably still do it to some of the Lancer friends. But yeah, that's, you know, it's not cool. I think people, sh- it should respect like somebody's like desire to not drink or smoke if they want to be sober cool like no big deal but just if i'm gonna drink don't make me feel awkward for doing it that did not happen in the society because i was i was frequently the one who was not drinking yeah and i got all kinds of shit and peer pressure and fortunately i think for the most part i was just "Mm, fuck you guys i got stuff to do tomorrow yeah you always you almost always had like some kind of athletic endeavor or something going on where you're just like yeah jeff you need to sleep but leave him alone so like yeah i think at first they're giving you shit but eventually they kind of certain people probably backed off of that user lime smack 91 writes humiliating humiliating your kids by making videos of you pranking fooling them and then posting it online (laughs) is that toxic is that bad yeah it is 
It is. That's that's fucked up. It, it's it's literally exploiting your kids for hopefully money, but I think in the most cases just clout. Like they just want attention. So I'm like, I'm gonna exploit my kids and make them feel kind of dumb, but I think it's funny. Ha! It's like mm, okay. fuck you, T- fuck to, you, to, fuck to, you, bad uh, parents. Let me two uh, like uh, uh, questions that uh, following that uh-huh. that line of thought. Have you seen the video of the kid where he's like, uh, what does he say? Uh, listen, Linda, that little, he's like a little Pacific Islander kid. He's like, listen, Linda. And like, he's, he's like a toddler. He's like two, three, four years old, barely able to speak English. Uh-huh. And his like stepmom is like trying to like punish him and like, oh, you can't have cookies or you can't have some kind of dessert. And he's like, he definitely picked up the behavior from watching his dad or someone like, but he's like, like a little kid behaving like an adult, like, listen, Linda, like he's like putting his hands on his fucking side. You never seen that video? No. Oh, dude. It's, it's kind of cute, but it's kind of like, damn, that little kid's a little fucker. Like who, how, where do you learn that behavior from? You so, know? so that's different. That's not pranking your kids. So I remember there was like a whole series of videos that went around where people like it was parents telling their, like they, they would take all the, pr- the presents out from under the tree mm-hmm. and then telling the kids that like Santa died or something <laughs> well, what about- to that effect. And so like, it's like a joke of like, aha, like, look, the kid is crying. Yeah. And then they bring the presents out and they're like, wait, there's no, you know, and it's getting the kid's reaction. I'm like, what are you doing? The, uh, <laughs> what's his name? J- Jimmy, uh, Jimmy, he's a late night talk. Fa- there's Fallon and Kimmel. Kimmel, Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel, Kimmel does this annual thing. It's been going on for years with the, with the Halloween thing. Uh-huh. Where like the kids go trick or treating, get a bunch of candies, and the next day the parents hide the candies. Oh, and they say they eat the, they yeah, eat them yeah. all. And like a lot of times, like sometimes it's kind of funny when the kids react, kind of like "What the fuck?" But sometimes you hear you get kids crying, and yeah. then and the people laugh at it. It's like, oh, it's fucked up. Like, like yeah, guilty, a, just bad prank. Don't don't uh, prank your kid. Do not make internet content based on your kid's emotional turmoil. How about that? Okay. Um, you dickhead parents. The, the other lead up or the other question I, I had about uh, you talked about kids expo- exploiting your kids, putting online, making a buck. I've got a former coworker of mine mm-hmm. who's he's his kid's probably six, seven years old, maybe. He's got his own YouTube channel, and the kid, the kid's like amazing at one of the Call of Duty games, or I forget what it's one of those first person shooter games, but the kid is like. Like, for his age, he's, like, pro-level. Like, he's, like, mm-hmm. holy shit. Like, he's trying to join the FaZe Clan or something. Anyway, my ex-coworker has this YouTube channel and mm-hmm. for his kid. And, obviously, his kid's making probably some some side bucks. Mm-hmm. But what do you think about that? Like, using your kid. Like, is that is that okay? Like, to... Because the kid's not making the YouTube channel. He's not making the content. He's yeah, like, I understand. Uh yeah, man. Like we have child, children actors. I mean, you know, Haley Joel Osment in The Sixth Sense was amazing. If yeah. that's okay, then I mean, when you were talking about that, there's another kid who came to mind. I forget the name of his channel, but it was, it's a you know a little kid who apparently was extremely engaging, and he would just do reviews on toys. Uh-huh. And like that channel has like millions and millions of subscribers, and that kid's probably like set for life now. Yeah. And yeah, man. If if we can have Haley Joel Osment in The Sixth Sense, I don't really see how that's too much different. It's not. You're not uh, exploiting the kid's emotional turmoil. You're you're documenting something that he does uh, well and sharing it with the world, and like that's cool, whatever. Just I think in this age of fucked up, it, you know, the fucked up internet world at large, like parents also have to be very protective if they're putting their kid out there in a uh, sort of social setting. Just as long as you're sort of 
aware of that and you're looking out for your kid and you understand some of the, the, the pitfalls that could come with that, then like, okay, man, like let, let the, let the kid do their thing out there in the social space. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Parents be careful. Cause there might be some other adults going after your kid's booty. Arr! That's a double joke. Booty and R. <laughs> uh, that was it for Reddit. That was it for Reddit question number two. Uh, we're going to go to Florida man. Aaron, Florida man uses finger guns to steal Waffle House napkins, deputies say. <laughs> uh, I have to get close to this screen because I can't read. Madison County Waffle House employees called 911 Monday night to report an attempted robbery. The suspect was unarmed and simply left after grabbing some napkins, according to the Madison County Sheriff's Office. MCSO, Madison County Sheriff's Office, identified Edward William Rodriguez as the assailant based on video footage and witness descriptions. Rodriguez entered the Waffle House on with the address here. Witnesses describe him as a white man wearing a gray hoodie, dark jeans, dark hat, dark hair. He was reportedly accompanied by a small dog. Rodriguez then began shouting, <laughs> get on the ground. <laughs> he had a small dog as his backup. Yeah. <laughs> what, what sort of dog do you think it was? Hmm. If you had a guess. A Yorkie. A Yorkie, yep. so it's it's it like he's coming in, finger guns in the air, saying like this is a stick up, and the Yorkie's just like, bow, 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 bow. like that's kind of terrifying. I would be I would be scared if I was a patron in the Waffle House mm, with finger. I don't know, uh, <laughs> dude. That Yorkie is aggressive. You don't know if the finger guns are loaded or a not. Chihuahua would be more scary. Like I, like Chihuahuas can be scary because they're like little fucking. They're like little crackheads. They're like. Bow, bow. Um, Rodriguez then began shouting, get on the ground, you're all getting robbed, according to MCSO report. Then he stated that he was high and drunk before grabbing oh. some napkins and walking out. Okay, see, okay, hold on. That's where the story gets really fucked up, okay? Because maybe, I'm assuming if you're in a Waffle House, you're probably drunk. So you you may or may not know that they're... I've never been to one. Oh, good Lord. Um, I'm trying to think how to describe it. So like... It's like the Walmart of fast food. No. Kind. Like no, it's not. Walmart is upscale compared to Waffle House. Really? Like, like you know, like Denny's. Like, there's sort of levels of yeah. restaurants. There's like IHOP, and then there's Denny's. Okay. Go like several levels below Denny's. Oh. Like, like wa- <laughs> Waffle House is. It's you know, it's it's mostly sort of southern chain. Is just, the food good? I'm trying to think how to qualify that. Is it like good food in the sense of like it's well prepared and it's like gonna actually be healthy for you? No, you're gonna you're gonna die. Oh, okay. Probably if you ate Waffle House for like two weeks straight, um, you're gonna develop a heart condition. You probably have <laughs> diabetes. But if you're drunk late at night, it's gonna be it's gonna be tasting your belly. You're gonna be like, mm, this is good. I'm slowly poisoning myself. But um, who am I to talk? I, I remember I was running a tournament in uh, in Peach was it Peachtree City, Georgia, and like after the tournament, I had to wait for two hours for my ride to come. So I just hung out in a Waffle House. Ooh. But that was what I was getting at. I'm assuming like a lot of the patrons are they're drunk, they're high, like whatever. So they might not know that they're they're just actual finger guns instead of real guns. That might be confusing for them. The most fucked up part, though, is that he's forcing them to get on the floor of a Waffle House. <laughs> like, who knows what sort of long-term damage or diseases they're going to pick up. Because chances are that floor has not been cleaned since probably, like, 1994. 
So, I mean, like syphilis, gonorrhea, I mean, there, there, there could be all new sort of bubonic plagues brewing on that floor. So that, that to me so far is the biggest affront that he made them get on the ground, not that he was trying to rob them. Um, deputies located Rodriguez at his residence and placed him under arrest without incident. After he admitted to the crime, he was then taken to Madison County Jail on charges of unarmed robbery and assault. <laughs> Uh, deputy said no one was hurt in the incident. That was it for the story. Uh, Jesus, that is that is Florida man, you know, going and stick. This is a stick up. <laughs> but the funniest part is all he wanted was napkins. Yeah, he got like, away with napkins. What but like fuck? he could have just walked in and be like, hey, can I have some napkins? And then just. <laughs> he went full armed robbery for napkins. He went armed robbery. That was a good one, right? I like that one. <laughs> All right. That was it for Florida, man. We are now going to the, the wonderful world of Netflix. Aaron, I didn't prepare, we didn't prepare for this, but you, uh-huh. be, you better run with this one. It's going to be, it could be funny. It could be funny. Have you seen the Netflix show Straight Eye for the Queer Guy? Yeah, I I, I have. Um but I mean that that show was got, did get canceled. Oh, okay. Uh, because this this actually it's funny we're talking about Florida because this the show was was shot in Florida. Oh, uh, Miami Miami Beach, and it's basically just a bunch of bros uh-huh. who they they saw Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, and they're like, dude, we like. We need that for like the really like like flaming gay guys. Like we just gotta teach them how to be a little bit more butch. Like we're gonna teach them how to use power tools. We're gonna teach. And this is the funny part is that what they don't understand is like the the, the, the these flaming queer guys have lesbian friends that can show them all this stuff anyway. <laughs> but it's like it's like yeah, bro. Like come on. Like we're gonna teach you how to bench, man. Like you got a bench. You get those little scrawny chicken arms. And they're like, what? What do you mean bench? Like I like 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 a bench in the park? Like what are you talking about? It's like no 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 like bench like 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 pumping iron. And so, so like they're trying to teach them how to bench. They're trying to teach them how to uh, like build a workbench. They think that's important. They want to they want to teach them how to drill. And they're like, oh, drill! I like that. That sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> are you gonna drill me, or are you, am I gonna drill you? And they're like, no, man. Like like a power drill. Like yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Power top or power bottom? Let's go. Oh shit! Um, so so there's a lot of that. And I'm gonna, you know what? Because I don't think you can find this show anymore. Because it, it it was extremely offensive uh, to the. I'm forgetting all the letters. LGBTQA. You got to know what I mean. LGB. I'm not trying to be disrespectful because that's what got the show canceled. But what what happens is these like bros who and they're like, it's like, yeah, like I really like uh, going to the gym and like working with my friends and sweat. You know, we're, yeah, we're gonna get sweaty and we're gonna like uh, put a little oil so we look like extra buff. <laughs> and, like, and the gay guys are like, oh, this is really great. I like this. I like this. This is going. And uh, basically, what what happens is. Two, two of the four bros do eventually discover that they're, they're just gay. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're like, oh my God, this all makes sense. I understand why I like all this stuff. Bro, bro, like, I love you, bro. It actually was really emotional, but um, it, it, it was highly offensive because it was basically, uh, you've heard of conversion therapy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was, this was basically a show where four, four bros were trying to run their own bro version of a conversion therapy camp for these gay guys. Uh, but the nice twist at the end was they two of them realized that they, they were. They, they, they did. They're like, bro, bro, you're my soulmate. <laughs> it's like, bro, I fucking love you, bro. And it was, it, you know what? That part really kind of did 
uh, touched my heart a little bit. So uh, you guys are going to have to dig deep on the interwebs to find it. Like maybe maybe Pirate Bay that shit. You know, I don't. Pirate Bay. Arr! I set you up for that one. Were you proud of me? I was. I was. I was looking out for you. Thanks. Um, yeah. So straight eye for the queer guy. Um, <laughs> maybe. Maybe not the height of reality television, but perhaps the love story that we all needed in these dark and troubled times. I support it. Uh, but the real show we we both saw, and we talked about this several weeks ago. We we're like, we're gonna watch it, and then for the Halloween episode. We're going to talk about it because it's a Halloweeny of a show. Uh, Midnight Mass. It's on Netflix, yeah? I don't Correct. remember. Okay. Midnight Mass. Um, what'd you think of it? Could you be more specific? Did you enjoy it? Did you? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I watched all, I think the entire, it's only like eight or nine episodes. I yeah. watched them in like in two or three days. I, I like binged the shit out of this show. Well, you know, and you know what? The first thing I will say, just to... to lead off because I did have some reservations about watching it even though it got good reviews because it was from the same like writer producer creator guy who did uh, The Haunting of Hill House mm-hmm. <clears throat> and Haunting of Hill House was incredible up until the last episode which was absolute dog shit like out of nowhere yeah. like great written show you know character development the whole thing all these wonderful setups and the last episode they're just like we completely fucking lose our minds. We can't write anymore. What's going on? And it came out of nowhere, yeah. right? So I was, I was like, oh no, am I going to go through, you know, all, all these episodes and then get to a complete dog shit ending? And I, I don't think that happened in this. Yeah, one. yeah. This one had a much more. It, it had a, it had a Dude, kind of a conclusion, but you're not sure. Like, it, it, could there be a season two? Or you, you don't. Really... Mondo, not, not unlike that girl who had the the blood fetish. Mm-hmm. Uh, that this show had a satisfying climax. <laughs> I get it. That's a good joke. But there were no blanket forts. That's the only way it could have been better. Rough, without giving out too many details of the uh, the premise or the uh, plot. Synopsis, you want? Sure. Without going too far into, like, because you want people to watch it for themselves. And- uh-huh. Uh-huh. No, 100%. So the the basic premise is is this movie takes place uh, on a small island. I think it's it's actually like in British Columbia somewhere. It really reminded me of an island I stayed on as a kid when I was uh, in Maine. Yeah. So this is a small island with, you know, maybe I think there's supposed to be like 100 something residents yeah, in yeah. this island and the the island ha- has had been kind of dying off. You know, people are moving away, they're going to the mainland, they're they're getting jobs. There's there's just it's it's primarily a fishing island. You have to take a ferry. Uh, that only comes once a day if you want to get off the island. You know, it, it takes place uh, when a, some char- some characters who had, had left and now have to return to the island because things in their lives had not worked out quite the way they would want. And that's putting it very mildly. Uh, are now coming back. And this coincides with a, uh, a, a priest coming to the island because the, 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 uh, the priest who had been there for, for years and years had gone on like a like a mission? No, what, yeah. not a mission. A yeah. pilgrimage. Yeah, a pilgrimage. A pilgrimage. Yeah. And he he's he's sick, and now this new priest is coming to replace him, and some fucked up shit starts happening. That's yeah. that's basically the synopsis in a nutshell, with giving nothing away. And 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 the nice thing about it, it's uh, so there's uh, again not giving out too many details. It, it's a supernatural orientation around the, the the what's going like these weird things are happening, and they don't know how to describe them, and. As with the, I, I might even call them miracles. Sure, sure, yeah. You know why I would call them that? Because there was like a... Because cool, that's what they call them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
this the show is also very very uh religious heavy yes right he's he's a catholic priest i was um poking fun at the catholic church which is very easy to do because they make it easy but uh they're are a lot of uh, themes of Catholicism, and you know, obviously the show is called Midnight Mass. There is a, there are literal midnight masses in the show, so that there is a heavy religious bent in the right. show. Can I just say that right from the well, a couple of things. The the guy that plays the 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 newcomer uh, priest guy, mm-hmm. fantastic actor. Like his, his acting style wasn't like he wasn't put, he did a really good job of playing like this this priest that was really trying to like. For the lack of a better term, bro down with his <laughs> with his uh, with his following and like get, congregation, get, get his congregation and get to the level, get on the level with them and really try to understand how they work. Like he he starts a a, a little AA chapter on the on the island. Like, he, the, but the the actor like does a really good job of playing that kind of. I, I agree. I agree. Because one of the things I was impressed with was he does have a very sort of mild mannered mm-hmm. uh, and almost like soft spoken delivery. Yeah. But when he has to get more intense, whether he he's giving a sermon or you know, there's parts where he's trying to actually initiate some conflict with the character to help them change for the better. Because you, you, I, I think you can agree he's for the most part very well intentioned. He really is able to like flip that switch very well yeah. from this sort of like. Oh well, uh, I'm just a priest, and I'm here to help you. And then he gets like super intense. You're like, whoa! Like yeah. I didn't see that coming. Because like one of the first uh, sort of fire and brimstone esque sermons he delivered, I I was caught up in the moment too because yeah. I didn't I didn't think that guy could pull that off. Yeah. When I when I think of, of intense sermons, I think of a lot of these sort of like uh, black evangelical priests. Uh-huh. And like fuck, even if I'm not religious, I would go to one of those those sermons because those guys are are. They get into stars, it. Yeah, they get right? into it. They get you into the. Yeah, get it you is a performance, up. and yeah. I was like, "There's no way, fucking white bread over here is gonna be able to pull that off." <laughs> white bread. <laughs> I mean, that 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 actor, both in in uh, the way he looks and the way he sounds, is super super white. But like, he fucking pulled it off. So so, uh, if you guys are, are wanting some, it's perfect for Halloween too. It's like it's spooky. It's kind of scary. Kind of you know you know. Uh, watch it. Watch it. I don't know. Um, what else to say well, about it? Well, so, so I, I have a question. How did you feel about the supernatural element of the show? Like, did it work? Do you think it could have been done better? Like, what, what was your take on it? It was very subtle at first, and then it becomes more like, oh shit! Like, it was very hidden un- until like it. They they leave you breadcrumbs, and the breadcrumb gets bigger and bigger as the closer you get to like the the conclusion of it. You're like, oh, by the time that it ends, you've kind of acquired a taste for the. What's happening? Not, not What's, unlike the girl with the blood fetish. Yeah. Quite a taste for it. Did you feel like the reveal of what was going on was a little bit too sudden? You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. like, you're right. It was kind of subtle. There there were some pretty fucking big clues as to what was happening early on. Then you just sort of get the full thing in just one monologue at the beginning of an episode. You're like, what? Okay. You just told us what it is now. Uh, okay. Okay. Fine. It's you know, still good enough of a show, but it wasn't like, there wasn't a part where like, people really discovered it they just sort of tell you yeah no i i liked it i liked how how they they built up to it i don't remember the character's name in the show but the the really like religious catholic zealot the female that woman like from the fucking get-go they introduced her into the movie i automatically had like oh, oh i hate this fucking broad I, I can't stand this fucking cunt she's one of the great villains and credit to that actress for yeah 
she had a very one-dimensional character, which you know sometimes it's hard to work with. But fuck, did she stick to it and really make you dislike her? Because I think we've all known somebody, perhaps not that bad in in one track, you know, mind, but she she was just detestable. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It's it's you know it's that that person who is like very type A. You know, she has to be at every meeting. She has to be right. You know, if you don't agree with her, she's going to tell you why you're wrong. Yeah. And does it in a way that is just so off-putting. And I think, you know, uh, we, we've all been that person at one time point in our lives or, or another, uh, you know, certainly myself included, but not to that level. Holy fucking shit. She was a great villain. I was trying to figure which, I don't remember because I watched it like two weeks ago, so I don't remember which, which what her character's name was. But yeah, if you watch it, you'll like know. She, you know what? She was really the main villain of the show. Come to think of that, more yeah. than the supernatural element. It's yeah. like it's like fucking literally killing people. Yeah, <laughs> she, yeah, she, yeah. Was, she was the she was the villain. The one thing I did not like about this, sh- this show, it wasn't that big of a problem early, but I felt like the deeper into the show they got, the more they relied on this. Where they would have these absurdly long monologues. Where you know when it's a when it's a a priest giving a sermon like that hundred percent makes sense like yeah. he's, he's he, they're supposed to give long monologues he's thought this through, but in some of the later episodes these characters would just there'd be like these long scenes where it's one character giving a two minute monologue that's like completely eloquent and thought out and then another re- character responding in a two minute monologue yeah yeah like yeah, w- people don't talk like this yeah this just feels like really forced and inauthentic and you could have got the same thing across. <laughs> With, with a, a a more real presentation, there and was I, I a, didn't like that. The, there was some social commentary in it, in it too. Uh, did you? My fa- I was going to ask you if you have a favorite character. My favorite character, I'll just say, it was the sheriff, the uh, the uh, Middle Eastern sheriff. Or yeah, whatever. let me look up the character names. I mean, he, I think he was an American citizen, Marmando, but but yes, of of uh, he was Muslim. Let's put right, it that way. Right, right, right. I, I think he was my favorite character of all of them. He was like you always kind of you always kind of rooted for him, especially when they do some more um, they you know diving into his backstory and where he comes from and 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 yeah he had a couple of those like monologues. Sheriff Hassan. Sheriff Hassan. He was my favorite character, even even more so than the quote unquote like protagonist female and male leads. Like I think I like the the sheriff more than than those guys. There, you know what? There were a lot of good characters. I thought um, yeah. there, there was like they, they did a good job humanizing uh, a lot of the characters. Like the, you know, there's the town drunk, who yeah, yeah. is kind of detestable at the beginning, and you're like, oh, okay. You kind of see where he's coming from a little bit. That was good. I don't know why. I don't know if this is a good thing, but I, I felt like I really related to Riley, who, who was, uh, you know, also had some alcohol problems. Oh, he's the guy that comes back to back mm-hmm. into the town. The weird thing is, like I said, I've, I don't know why that so a lot of that show felt kind of relatable to me. One, because I, you know, I spent time, uh, I think on a couple summers on an island very much like that one where, you know, you have to take a ferry to get to it and you, you, you feel very isolated and kind of, kind of trapped. The, the, even, even the storm, I think, was that the second episode where there, there's the big storm or is that the first one? Might have been the first episode. I don't remember. There's this huge storm coming in, and they're they're boarding up their windows and everything like that. I when I was eleven, twelve, maybe we were in Maine on an island like that when a hurricane was coming through. Hurricane Bob, which is the most <laughs> underwhelming name for a hermit hurricane. 
but fucking Hurricane Bob's coming through. And it was kind of exciting. Like, I remember being fun as a, as a little kid because it's like, oh, my God, this thing's coming. We're, you know, we're, you, you could see just these this sky darkening in, in the horizon. And you're like, oh, fuck, this thing's coming. Like, there's this sort of anticipation, this excitement, a little bit scared. We're, we're putting storm doors on. We're, we're covering up the windows. I remember, like, like full full hurricane mode like we are in the midst of the hurricane you can hear the the whole house sort of like shifting <laughs> my dad and i go, go, decide we want to go outside to see how far the tide has come up and my mom's like what are you idiots doing like get back in here and I'm like we go up there was probably like a normally like 100 to 150 yards from the house to the beach because it was, it was almost it the house even looked like the one in their show where uh it's sort of set up a little bit higher and then there's a drop off and you get to the beach it's, it's kind of sand a lot of rocks and the the ocean had had instead of the shoreline being 100 plus yards away it was like right at the house and we're me and my dad are just like out there looking at it my mom's like, get inside i don't think she was cursing but she probably should have been you fucking idiots get in the house it's like that whole thing like kind of was nostalgic for me and then for some reason that coupled with with uh riley feeling like he had to sort of restart and rebuild his life. I'm like, dude, Riley, I get you. I ne Maybe I didn't fuck up as bad as you did, but I can relate. So I don't know why this show was relatable for me. I don't think that's a good thing. So, uh... You know what? Like, when I was saying, like, those long monologues are not good. It's better when you have a, gi a give and take. Point proved, motherfuckers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, the show was great. Watch it. If you haven't already watched it, uh, I highly recommend it. It, it was... It was one of my favorite um, shows, I would say, probably this last year. Like, not including the existing shows like, you know, um, Umbrella Academy. Like, the ones that already have recurring seasons, uh, Stranger Things. Like, this was one of the first original shows that I was like, oh, this I really, I really like this one. I didn't think I was, but I did. I have nothing else to add. The Dodgers got eliminated yesterday. Boo! Dodgers got eliminated. Um, so they're no longer going to be contenders for the world back-to-back uh, -back world champions, blah, 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 blah. They lost. Um, Chargers lost last week to a, clo a close loss to the to the uh, Ravens, but they're on a bye this week or today. I don't know. I don't have anything else to add. Do you have anything else to add to this episode? No. All right. I well, thought about it. Okay. Uh, have a safe Halloween. If you're going to go drink, don't drive. Yeah, we'll talk to you guys in the week. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Hey. And and if no no it's a, if if you do get drink make sure you get a designated driver that one wasn't very good uh. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to get one in and I and I, I was I wasn't really paying attention I'm like oh no the episode's over my 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 chance to get an R joke it's 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 and then it was gone Arr! we'll see you guys <laughs> we'll see you guys next week bye. Hey everyone, Mondo here. I just want to take the time to say on behalf of myself and Aaron that we appreciate everyone who's taken the time to listen to our podcast. We know there's hundreds of thousands of podcasts to choose from, but you took some time out of your day to listen to us ramble on. Please share our podcast, like and subscribe, follow us on all our social media platforms and all that jazz. Whether you love us, hate us, agree with our opinions or disagree, we still love you.